With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on, guys? This is Dave Heilman, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks. And this is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're presented to you by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, Winbet has exactly what you need to win. Sign up today. You're going to get $100 when you bet $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Backstress Winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Backstress W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Also, don't forget about our SGPN's Big Game Square Contest, a $1,000 prize pool, and completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Backstress Squares to enter today. All right, what's going on, guys? We have a great guest on the show tonight, Alex Korf. Alex is at, is peaked in high high school, and that's high school with a K. And uh, first day on the job for Draft Sharks. Congratulations! I followed your work for a while. I followed you on Twitter. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing I'm doing good. I had a good first day. I just got back from Mexico and was on vacation for a week, and then I was like, yeah, I gotta work. There's worse things to do than start your full time job in fantasy football. So I'm yeah. And what are you doing over there for them? So I'm a a product manager to help them just clean, not clean up, but like make their tools better and make new ones. That's what they're really excited about is they, they were like, Hey, we see the work that you're doing over on Reddit, over on Twitter. Let's get that in here. Let's, let's get to even more tools and get out there and see how many people we help. Cool. We're going to show off one of those tools tonight to start off. We're going to talk about Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. We saw the news. Yeah, I mean, yesterday was just awful to see that happen. Awful for me as a Giants fan wanting the Eagles to lose. But awful for anyone that's a sports fan wanting to watch a good game and you see the quarterback go down. He's the third-string quarterback as it is. Josh Johnson did his best. That guy's been on 27 different teams. But the dynasty question we all need to know, like what do we do with Trey Lance and what do we do with Brock Purdy? Alex, you're the guest. I'm going to let you go first. What do you, what are we doing? We'll start with Trey Lance. What are we doing with Trey Lance? So before <laughs> last week, I, I was, I was kind of out. I'm one of the ones that didn't really believe in him super hard in the first place. Just never, I just never seen it. I still have not seen it. Now I, I think you kind of gotta hope it's him. Cause I mean, there, I, I think the most recent report I saw was six months on Purdy. Uh, and that's pushing it. Uh, I mean, he's going as like a mid first. That still feels rich. Like what, what was he was drafted 2021. What, where was he going in, in super flex then? Was it, it was like one Oh three, one of like, yeah. How is he not dropped down? Yeah. Yeah. How has he not dropped more than that to me? Like this is a strong class is what they're projecting. 
how is he still a mid first? Where do you guys think he should be going? Yeah. And someone put the conversation out there last night. They said, you know, is it's Bryce Young, Stroud or Lance. And I was looking at my startups and my mock drafts that I've done recently. And I was like, not really like Lance is for me was not a, a like buy low based on the cost that I was seeing. The cost to acquire was still pretty high 12 to 13, you know, to 15 range, but he still was going after Bryce Young after Stroud. So he was more in the 105, 105 maybe, maybe the 104 range. Um, and that was as Purdy kept winning games. I think maybe the cost is going down a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it still is pretty high to acquire. Brad, what are your thoughts on Lance? I was I was out in week one after I saw him play against the Bears. I don't care how bad the weather was in that game. Just like Alex said, I was not a fan of him coming out. I didn't think he was worthy of that draft capital uh, in either the real NFL draft or dynasty drafts at all. Uh, and he even when he got the opportunity to play outside of his legs, which you can't argue that he's got the legs to produce, he did not look good as a quarterback. And I don't think that's changed. If anything, it's going to be longer for him to develop because he just continues to get interrupted. He didn't get to, get to really play much his rookie season. He comes in, plays one game, and misses the whole season with his ankle all year this year. Uh, and the price, like you said, Dave, is still just too high. I don't even know that I'd want it if he was healthy. Uh, now, Brock Purdy, though, I, I'm I'm also now a little scared of, uh, not only because of the six-month injury, but uh, one of my friends is a, an ER doctor. Now he's not like this orthopedic surgeon or anything like that. But he says, look, this UCL is very difficult to come back from. Very difficult to come back from. And when you couple that with the fact that he is a late, late, as in last draft pick in the NFL draft, that that's going to make it very difficult for him to make it back on the football field, especially with some of the free agent quarterbacks that are out there, some of the rookie quarterbacks that are coming out. Uh, so I think I'm probably out on both of these guys, neither of which I believe are going to end up being the starter for the 49ers next year. Yeah. And, and Brock Purdy, the, the cell window is closed. And so myself included, I, I missed an opportunity to sell. Don't get me wrong. I put him on the trade block and I got an, an absolute crap offer and decided said, no, I'm good. But I should have pursued it more. If I would have got a second round pick, I probably, I, I would have been winning. Got this guy for $36 of fab last season. Like I would have been winning. And even a third, a fourth and Thielen might've been a profit at this point. But it, it's the sell windows closed. People were like not selling unless they got a first round pick and they, that window is out. And it's just, you know, it's very similar to Tony Pollard situation the week before, like watching these dynasty players play in the playoffs is so frustrating when you see them get hurt and their value gets killed. People are like, I just traded for Tony Pollard like today. He broke his <laughs> Sorry, Maddie. You know, like, yeah, Maddie daddy. And then right. you got the, the situation. And so the other rumors out there are Jimmy Garoppolo could come back. You got uh, Tom Brady. They're going to do everything they can to get Tom Brady because Kyle Shanahan is just cursed. And the other one is, is you know, Aaron Rodgers. But the Packers say they're not going to trade him in the NFC. And then Kirk Cousins. I mean, if you were to say your best guess, Alex, who's the quarterback for 49ers next year? I mean, I would say week one, it's 
probably it still Lance, right? He'll be back. I just don't know that I'm excited about it. But it's probably still Lance. He's under. He's on a rookie deal. He's going to be there. He's going to be in the room. Is he the starter? I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it was uh, Jimmy G was back. They, yeah, need, they clearly need four or five on the roster just to make it through a season. So maybe they'll Lance is on a, show up. But, yeah. Lance is on a rookie deal. Uh, Purdy's dirt cheap. I mean, I think they could get away with at least having those guys on the roster, and they could get somebody else with the way. I mean. Jimmy Garoppolo made about, you know, he made a little bit of money this year, eight to ten million, but you know, he would have to take a really team friendly deal to come back. But Purdy is literally like making nothing. And then, you know, you have Lance on a first round quarterback contract. Um, but I don't think they can move Lance at this point now. They said that he's hoping to get a second opinion and avoid Tommy John surgery. Like that's that's how bad this yeah. is. This is a this is a baseball type of an injury. Um all right, we've talked enough about Purdy and Lance. We're going to get into our QB rankings, but before we do that, we're going to check back in with the sponsors. I want to make sure, again, to tell you about WinBet. It's the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. The big game is here, and WinBet has you covered. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, just sign up today. you receive a special offer. If you bet $100, you're going to get a $100 free bet. Limited to state availability. And of course, if whoever hits the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you will get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's so they know we sent you the sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offers have to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present as play a state where playthrough win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, and like Dave said, we also have that big game squares contest going on right now, and we are giving away $1,000 in this contest, and it is completely free to enter. All you need to do is go follow the Sports Gambling Podcast on Spotify and also maybe give them a good rating. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to enter for your chance to win the big free game square. All right, well, let's get into QB rankings, and we're going to kind of fly through these top 12 because they're easier than the rest of the group. Mahomes, Brad won, me won, Alex won. I don't think there's too much else to say about Patrick Mahomes. He's pretty good at football, even on one leg. Number two for Brad was Allen. For me was Allen. For Alex was Allen. Then a little bit of change. You got Jalen Hurts at three for Brad. Jalen Hurts at three for Alex, and I have Joe Burrow at three. And, I, I mean, I still – I have publicly apologized to Russ and Rocky about Jalen Hurts. I said he he's on pace for 17 touchdowns. 16 touchdowns, yeah. Yeah, and then the next week he threw four, and then he's been on fire ever since. So I publicly apologized, but I guess I still am a hater. He's at my four spot. Um, it, Do you think there's a tear break between the those first two and then Burrow and Hurts? That like that's kind of where I see a natural. Yeah, Allen and Mahomes are easy, and then I can see an argument for Herbert, Hurts, Burrow as kind of that third tier, just a, yeah. or not third tier, second tier. But those three guys, I wouldn't argue with you in any any way. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I always I always say like we got we gotta do our rankings linear and you're going to get beat up because you hate this guy. Cause he's at four instead of three. Um, I do not hate Jalen hurts. If I could put burrow and hurts side by side, I would. Um, I just, I can't, I can't. And I do think Lawrence is in there too. And that really is our consensus top five. Brad has it. 
Top five, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Herbert, and Burrow. I have it, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Hurts, and Lawrence. Then it is Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Burrow, and Herbert for Alex. And so um, number six, Brad, you have Trevor Lawrence. I have Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson for Alex. So let's talk a little bit about Justin Herbert. We had some news today. Kellen Moore goes to the Chargers. Alex, what do you think that does for Justin Herbert? I mean, anything's better, right? I mean, it just has – I have to tell myself that it's an improvement. Herbert is so talented. He's just it, – it's going – it, I mean, I think they're going to get another wide receiver somewhere. They need a little bit of something. Uh, I think he's maybe a good bounce back. And he, he burned me this year. He got me good. Uh, he was, I think, probably, like in my opinion, probably the biggest quarterback bust this year. Because you moved on from Russell Wilson early, right? You knew that it wasn't him. Uh, but people just kept rolling Herbert out, including me. Uh, this year, I, I, I think I'm going to – if he if he is depressed, I'm going to have a lot of him uh, yeah. redraft in, the, in Dynasty if I can. Brad? Yeah, I think it's hilarious that we're – and I get it. Don't don't get me wrong. But it's hilarious we're talking about a guy who threw for 4,700 yards. is like, man, this is a really down year for Justin Herbert. Yeah. I get it, right? I get it. He threw for 5,000 last year and like 30-some-odd touchdowns. His touchdowns were way down. I don't even know that I necessarily – I get Mike Lombardi was not a great play caller. I, I will I will give you that. But it's also probably not totally on his shoulders when you miss Mike Williams for half the season. You miss Keenan Allen for half the season. You got Gerald Everett, new guy on the team. Joshua Palmer trying to step up. DeAndre Carter trying to step up. Like You got all these pieces moving around. And you clearly saw a different Justin Herbert. When Keenan Allen was on the field, it's just that he's a different guy when he's got those players. He can produce the yardage regardless. He just can't necessarily guarantee that 30 to 40 touchdown upside that we've, you know, we saw last season. So I, I'm locked in on Justin Herbert. I, I, there's no way he's fallen out of my top five. I think Kellen Moore, if he can make Dak Prescott fantasy relevant like he has, again, questionable play calls at times. Uh, I think you're, we're going to be just fine with Justin Herbert as well. Yeah, not for not to mention he had busted ribs for the first half of the season, and then he just had sh- shoulder surgery. Apparently, he had a shoulder injury as well, and his left tackle was like week seven went out for the season with a torn uh, torn bicep. was out there for a little while too, right? Their center, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, so we got Lombardi's out. Moore is in. And uh, yeah, I do think it's it's a it's a positive move, and I agree they're gonna get something. I know they have some speedsters there, but I think they need like a real difference maker. And w- some of these guys in the draft, they're gonna fall right into their laps. Um, seen some mock drafts, and they, as much as we love this rookie class, even though I I will say I think we all overhyped the 2023 class a little bit, and underhyped the 22 class. Kuiper. McShay, Jeremiah, everybody's shown these receivers being drafted in the 20s. There's no receivers in the top 10 in their drafts currently. Could change, but normally they are you know, showing these guys a lot higher. If the Giants can get Addison to 25, I would love it. I don't think it's realistic, but I would love it. Um, but they're, nice. they're seeing these guys going in the, in the 20, 25 range, yeah. and that's where the Chargers are picking. And if they can get one of the top three receivers this class, 
I, I'm all in on buying back in on Herbert, and I really hope there is, a, you know, a suppressed cost. So I want to talk about him. Lamar Jackson's the next one. Free agent. They could tag him. They could tag and trade him if they can't work something out. He most likely is back. Greg Roman's out of town. Are they going to go to a traditional offense with Lamar Jackson? What does that look like with Lamar Jackson? Because I know he played more of a traditional offense in college, but that was college, and he was in what was in the Conference USA at that point. Wasn't ACC? I could. It might have been still at that yeah, point. It was Louisville, and he wasn't playing against Alabama every week or Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> so um, I want to see what that looks like. Rashad Bateman does come back, which is a positive. Um, Alex, what are your thoughts on you know what people should do if they have Lamar Jackson? I mean, I I think you have to hold and hope that they get at least one more wide receiver, if not two, in the draft. I mean, first you know, first or second day pick, and then someone later. They just <laughs> who was catching the ball? Demarcus Robinson, or and then uh, name one other. Name one other wide. Uh, Devin Duvernay. You know. There we go. There, Devin Duvernay. That's a person, probably. <laughs> yeah, that is a yeah. person. Probably a very nice guy. Yeah, but like you just need. You just can't do that. You can't do that to your quarterback. He's he he. I think he's a. a prime candidate for a bounce back as well. I, I think, I don't think you sell low. You can't, you can't move him right now. You're not going to get no. what, what his value is. It's, it's not reasonable. No, Go and, buy him if you can. It'd be hard for him to see him leave, but last off season showed us that the, 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 you know, impossible move of moving a quarterback in, in the past is, is no longer these GMs. They grew up playing Madden. They, they, they make moves. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it's it's fun. Last offseason was was great seeing all these quarterbacks moved. And it's funny. Look at the draft right now. The Lions are picking high because that, that Matthew Stafford trade. You look at the Seahawks. They're 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 uh, picking high because of the Geno Smith. Or not Geno Smith. Russell Wilson trade. And so, you know, you're going to see some moves. And Rodgers could be on the move. Derek Carr could be on the move. Apparently people think that Kirk Cousins could be on the move. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's finish up Brad's top 12. So Brad's top 12, Mahomes, Allen, Hertz, Herbert, Burrow, Lawrence. Then he has Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Tua Tagovailoa, and Justin Fields. Brad, the Tua. Having Tua above Fields with the current situation, what's the rationale behind that? I could say the same thing about Justin Fields, right? What's the situation? Is it good? Is it bad? Does Matt Eberflus live to see another year after next year? And with the coaching change, if he underperforms outside of his legs, which don't get me wrong, he, he was outstanding from a rushing perspective, still didn't look that great from a quarterback perspective, right? So I think there's question marks with him just as much as there is with Tua. But with Tua, it's more about health, right? Um, we've seen the concussion narrative with guys like Brandon Cooks, right? And Brandon Cooks comes back the next season in, catches for a thousand yards and is healthy all season long. So I'm not letting the concussions necessarily steer me. Now, don't get me wrong Tua, I I have my criticisms about Tua from a quarterback perspective also, right? I think Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill make him look really good. But the simple fact of the matter is he still has Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, and there's nothing we can do about that right now. So for the foreseeable future, while he has those weapons, I can't, I can't take him out of the top 12 because we've seen this guy produce week in and week out uh, with those two, both of those guys healthy. So Alex, any thoughts on Tua? No, I, I like Tua a lot. Would you be comfortable with him as your quarterback one and your super flex? I would much rather have him as a my quarterback two and then have one of these other guys. Like 
but yeah. but I still he's in my top twelve. He's my number twelve. I I was all over him. It's the Waddle and and, and Hill are just thrown to those guys. Even me behind there doing that, I would be. You figured it out, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, um, so if you've watched the show before, I do my rankings really based on like trade value and how I value them. And looking at it, I have Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Hertz, Lawrence, Herbert. Then I have Fields, Jackson, Watson, Murray. And then I was stuck. There's a huge cluster of about 10 guys that I was like, I could put any of them in there. And the reason I put Bryce Young and CJ Stroud at my 11 and 12 spot, would I, would I draft Daniel Jones? Would I take Daniel Jones or the 102? Would I take Kirk Cousins or the 102? Yep. And so that's where I was like, I, I just can't do that. Would I take Tua for the 102 right now? Maybe that's a steal. But maybe I'm, you know, not not getting the best. So I put Young and Stroud in my my top 12, and I'm sure if I put that out on Reddit, it destroyed. Um, but, you know, that's that's what I did, and that was my rationale behind it. Um, and I know that, you know, Alex, you said you're going to put your rookies in after the draft. Alex, you have Mahomes, Allen, Hertz, Burrow, Herbert, Lamar, Lawrence. You have Watson. I think that's eight. Then you have uh, Fields, then Murray. Prescott and Tua with Kyler Murray. A lot of question marks with what's going on there. What are your thoughts here with Kyler Murray? Are you confident with him as your QB one in Superflex? I mean, you can't be right because he's he's the last report I saw said maybe starting on the pup. I think I saw that today. Like that they're kind of projected. I mean, and we're a long ways away. If they're already if they're already preparing us for that. I mean that's not good. You, that's not you don't want to hear that in January. Like, you want to hear, I ah, know he's a, he's ahead of schedule. He's doing great. He might he might open training camp or something. Like no. So I mean, who's who's the backup there? Is it Colt McCoy still? Like maybe then you'd be really sad about your options. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I'm concerned right now, especially like yeah. And I I say that we have the same exact ranking. Um. So yeah. Uh, but I even question him over the over the other guys. It's not only an ACL. They also said it was some other other ligament damage as well. Um, Cliff Kingberry is out of town. That might be a positive, might be a negative. Um, the GM comes in there and says, no one in this building is going to have an ego. <laughs> I mean, he might have been playing Xbox and didn't hear him, but that was probably directed towards Mr. Murray. And so, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. Can Kyler Murray be traded? I mean, not right now that he's hurt. So, um, and then Dak Prescott, we don't know who the offensive coordinator is going to be for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Alex, anything on, on, da- on Dak, he, he's played, he always threw a lot of turnovers, but for fantasy, he was pretty good after he healed up from that injury. Of course he sour note at the end of the season. Yeah, he's, he's fine. He's relatively young. still. <laughs> I'm, I would still be excited to have him on my team. Like it's, I don't think he's a, a guy that you need to be preparing to change. I think that three-year window on him is still totally acceptable. So some guys that I thought about putting in my top 12 that I didn't, that were on the cusp, um, Daniel Jones, I think he deserves to be in the conversation at this point. Kirk Cousins, every year he's kind of that guy that's on the, the fringe. Um, and then some of these other guys that we're going to talk about. So, uh, Alex, let's talk about Mac Jones, Bill O'Brien, got hired on. I saw some crazy report from Dove, Dove Kleiman today that said Bill Belichick did not hire Bill O'Brien as the 
OC last year because he was afraid he was going to do so well that he was going to get scooped up by a team next year. I don't know if they were just bantering back and forth, but I mean, Dove put that out yeah. there. What are your thoughts for Mac Jones with, with Bill O'Brien? So I, I, he is not sniffing my top 12. He is just interesting to me. Cause I think, I mean, looking at, uh, I mean, looking at the, the trade value chart, the dynasty trade value chart. I mean, he is down valued at a mid round, second round 2023. Like he is, he is, Barely top 18, and I eh, maybe even lower than that. Like, he's worth more than that, right? Like, he, he, he's – I don't think he's great. I don't think he's a – I don't know that he's the future, but I don't know why he couldn't be, you know, a low-tier Kirk Cousins, right? Like, And I think you can get him for a steal in Superflex because people are just out. So I, I think he's interesting. He's a, a person that I'm looking to try and uh, grab if I can. Yeah, and so I want to – do we have Mac Jones on here? Yeah. So um, if you look on the right, and so can you let us know what we're looking at real quick, Alex? Yeah, sure. So uh, I started making trade value charts, and this one is the dynasty. What I do is I go through and I aggregate expert consensus ranks. I feed it through an algorithm, and then I calibrate it using uh, user data that I, I often will like manually pull from Reddit or other sources. I break it out by running back, wide receiver, tight end, and quarterback. That way you can look at cross-positional values to look for trades really to make it easy. Uh, and then I also will throw picks in as well. Really kind of just a graphic to help get an idea of where the market might be on players. Uh, so that's what this is. So you can tell by the colors, what tier that where we think that there's kind of a tier break with a light green is going to be tier one. But what we're looking at here on the far right is the quarterbacks. And this is where the Mac Jones is. Uh, but you can see maybe you might be able to trade like a Pat Firemuth or the early second, that mid second to try and get it done. At least a starting point. It's a it's a trade value chart. It's not the Bible, right? But it's a good place to start. Uh, that, that's why I like to kind of look now. At and, and I everyone's evaluation is different. Yeah. When I saw it, the first thing that stuck out to me was, you know, how clean it is and easy to read. You got the picks over to the left, and you're seeing all the different positions right across. And so, where could people find this? Yeah. So you can go directly to my website, Peaked in High School, uh, school with a K. Dot com uh, and then go to the dynasty or just jump on my Twitter. You can find it there as well. I post them on Reddit. Uh, I, I, that's where I started. I'm a Reddit guy, but Twitter's yeah, great. It, this is great. And so with Mac Jones, you know, he finished the season pretty, pretty bad. I mean, I, we saw a lot of arguing, a lot of, a lot of stuff we don't usually see with the Patriots. We had their defensive coordinator, ex defensive coordinator was now their offensive coordinator. Uh, I saw that. Have you seen the CBS? Sport, uh, NFL sports or NFL writers uh, skit. It's hilarious. They were like, let's do something crazy and have the old defensive coordinator be the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. Um, it, it, it was wild, wild to see. Mac Jones is frustrated. Um, Tyquan Thornton, you know, he was pretty good this year, but he didn't get to play the full season. Uh, Jacoby Myers is a free agent. Um, they got a whole bunch of money invested in tight ends. Uh Really don't know what they're going to do, but you know, they have Ramondre Stevenson, they got a decent offensive line. Uh, you know, and Mac Jones' value is just done. I mean, some people like the guy above me, he thought Bailey Zappi's going to take his job, he still thinks it might happen. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts as far as if someone were to offer you that mid second for Mac Jones and you were in super flex, he's your third quarterback, you taking it. 
for a, if he's my third quarterback, no, I'm probably not going to take it unless I desperately need something else like a, that you think might be in the second. To that, but I also agree that I have uh, Zappy on a taxi squad in more than one league because you never know, right? Like, uh, but I, I think a second's probably a mid second's probably a little low. A late first, I'd probably I'd probably send him off. But it's hard to replace quarterbacks in superflex. They're 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 tough, especially because this one's designed for twelve teams. Uh, Ten team, it, it shifts a little bit, of course. So a couple spots above him, you have Russell Wilson. Uh, you have Russell Wilson valued as a, as a late first or a mid-24 first, um, you know, TJ Hawkinson, Jerry Judy, uh, Aaron Jones. What What are your thoughts with, with them? I know there's, you know, a lot, there's, we still don't even know who the head coach is yet, but we saw a pretty good finish to the season from Russell Wilson. We saw him running again, um, but Jerry Judy really, he was, he was pretty hot at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, I was excited for Judy. They seemed to be more on the same page. Some of his finishes were that other quarterbacks weren't playing. So like he had like a QB four finish, yeah. but there was no one else playing. So like it, like it, but he, he still was doing much better. Uh, I, I think, I think I'm ready to be hurt again by Russell Wilson. Uh, that's kind of where I am. I'm ready to be hurt by him. I think he's another one where like the, the, the current Russell Wilson manager is probably out on him. Same with Mac Jones. I think you could probably shoot uh, early second offer for him. If you want a, a reasonable third quarterback, uh, or maybe a risky second quarterback, I, that's I would be interested at that price. I feel like that needs to be an episode. <laughs> like I'm ready to be hurt again by this guy because we all have like we all have those guys that are all over our dynasty roster, and they you know like your buddy needs to come over and tell you like it's time to move on. <laughs> but it needs know, to be the title of this episode. Yeah, it's yeah, it's don't worry, Alex. It's not you. It's him. Um, hopefully this year, Russell can, can, and I was super excited for Russell Wilson to go there with the weapons and the running game and, you know, spread off the bat. Javante Williams is hurt. Then there's, you know, Russell Wilson gets hurt. It just, you know, it was, it was a bad turn of events. Changing is, is hard. Like he was in, he was, you know, he's in Seattle for a long time. So, um, I'm not a Russell Wilson hater. Uh, I got burned a lot by him this year, but I, I do hope that he bounces back. Um, I love I like good quarterback plays. Good for the NFL. Um, it's a very interesting thing, right? Where you've got him now. I'm thinking, okay, there's a couple spots where I'm looking at Will Levis. I'm thinking I might get Will Levis in the 107, 108, 109 range in a rookie draft. Would I move that for Russell Wilson? I think I would, and I think you could get that Russell Wilson plus. For Will Levin. I like I really think that is a possibility right now. People yeah. are just disgustingly low on him right now. So is that a move? You, you know, I know we're not necessarily talking rookies because we don't know landing spots or anything like that. But let's say Will Levis gets drafted by Indianapolis at number four. Are you taking Will Levis or would you take Russell Wilson plus? What's the plus? Is it a second? Is it a third? That's. I think it depends on the owner, but I, if I could get a second, that that's where I'd be aiming yeah. for. Yeah, based on based on the chart, I would say it's probably uh, a mid second because you have him valued as a late first, and so Will Levis as in Superflex will probably a top seven pick. So yeah. to move Especially up to the Colts, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you'd probably have to move a, a mid second to get up there. Yeah, it's a lot. 
It's, but I mean, we've seen, so I, I almost always, I'm, I'm the guy that is picking up the veterans because I've seen them do it. Yeah. I, like I have multiple leagues where I, I don't have a pick until the third round because eh, I'll just, I'll shoot some shots in the third round, fill up my taxi squad and maybe, maybe we'll hit. Uh, but I know that Russell Wilson has done it, that he's been a top 12 quarterback every year until this year. Right. Like this is, this is basically it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how I play. Cause I, I don't know, just a pessimist, I guess. Uh, no. Yeah. So, no. I, I had a guy ask me. I see you. I see you. Alex. He said yeah. Jamar yeah. Chase and Jonathan Taylor or the 101, the 106, and the 110. And I was like, you let him have fun on draft day. You go get Jamar Chase and John Taylor. Like, that was just it, – it wasn't even a question. It's not even close. Yeah. And so – but people are just that that overexcited about that 101. And I'm like – like, it was before the game yesterday too, but Jamar Chase is just that dude. And then Jonathan Taylor is someone, again, that people are out on. So, Brad, you wanted to talk about Derek Carr and Kenny Pickett. Um, they're both – actually, I don't see, actually see them both on here. So, let's uh, start out with Derek Carr. Uh, and they've supposedly have not given him permission. I, I don't know, Alex, if you know anything about this. They, there's something to do with his contract. They almost have to make like a hush-hush deal, and they can't announce the, – they can't actually announce this deal until – the, the new year the, the new league year starts or something yeah. like that do you know anything about that no I, I hadn't heard that that's that's interesting when does the legal tampering that that's well um and he's not a free agent so uh, yeah. what I know is that huh. they have to trade him before February 15th or agree to trade him before February 15th or they're on the hook for 32 and a half million dollars guaranteed this year and seven and a half million in, in 2024. So they have to move him within three days of the Super Bowl. And so that that's that's what I do know. The other thing was something I heard that was just kind of like I didn't understand it. But I do know, and we saw Matthew Stafford traded the week of the Super Bowl the, when he was traded. So I think it's going to happen soon, and there's, there's plenty of spots for him. I, yeah, I wrote an article about some of the spots that I thought would be good. I mean, I think anywhere would, you know, any of these spots would be equivalent or better than the Raiders Jets 49ers any I mean those would both be interesting right like he's just interesting hey, for sure you could plop him anywhere in the NFC yeah. South and I'd be happy yep so so Derek Carr Brad what are, what are your thoughts here yeah I mean look it's uh, I'm not crazy high on this guy like I have been in the past he's currently my dynasty QB 19 right so just to put that into a little bit of perspective I'm not saying go pay a first for this guy or anything like that but there is a narrative here, right? This guy threw for the fewest passing attempts of his entire career this year. He threw for his second lowest yardage since his rookie season He's this year. He's thrown for his second worst completion percentage of his career this year without Darren Waller and without Hunter Renfro and with the majority of the all season with Devontae Adams, who... I don't care how long they played together. That was seven years ago, right? So a new wide receiver addition, plus a new offensive coordinator, plus a new head coach. Everything just set him up for what we had hoped and what I, I'll tell you, I was high on Derek Carr. I thought he was going to smash. Fact of the matter 
is I don't think the head coach is good. I don't think the offensive coordinator is good. But I do believe that this is an outlier year for him just from a statistical perspective. When you have one season this far into a career and it's just epically low in every metric, you have to look at everything outside of Derek Carr at that point, right? Now, you take that and you couple with what the price of Derek Carr is, he's a buy for me, right? You could get him for a singular 23 second. You, I saw him go for two 23 seconds. I saw him go for Dalvin Cook, a guy who's going to be 29 years old at the running back position. You might get one more season out of him. And then the last narrative is, all right, look. So if anybody's going to tell me right now with a straight face that Carson Wentz and Marcus Mariota and Matt Ryan can get jobs, but Derek Carr can't, I'm not buying that narrative. He is a starting quarterback for someone next year and the year after because his contract is going to force it. He's at least a starting quarterback for two more years somewhere, right? Most of these situations that are looking for quarterbacks outside of the Houston Texans have a pretty nice receiving core around them. So I think he's going to walk in to a pretty decent situation and you're going to have a serviceable QB2 for your dynasty team for at least a couple of years. So I think at price, you got to go buy him. I think he's a buy. Yeah, and, and I, I used Carson Wentz from the Philadelphia to the Colts trade as an example, I don't know if you're going to get a Russell Wilson or a Matthew Stafford type of a two first round pick kind of a trade, but they traded a second round pick that year and a conditional second that would turn into a first if he played so many games and ended up being a first. So they traded a first and a second for Carson Wentz. Um, doesn't look doesn't look great now. Um, didn't look great then either. Uh, but that's something you could see happen. Because like the the Saints don't have first round pick, but they could trade a second rounder and then a, a, a future second conditional first. The Jets could do the same thing. Um, I think the the Falcons are in play. I think Carolina Panthers, who are desperate to fix their quarterback position, are also in play. You know, and and he could also get out. And and I've I've said this before. I think Derek Carr, if if I was his agent, I would encourage him to get out of the AFC. No matter what team you put him on, you put him on the Jets. Everyone wants to say the Jets is the best spot. Where does he rank in the AFC? What about, the, what about the Commanders? What about the Commanders? Like, that's a team that's interesting to me. I know they just had a failed experiment <laughs> with a, a veteran quarterback, but I'm not going to compare anybody to what Carson Wentz is. Uh, I think that's an interesting landing spot it, coming out it, of the it NFC. Is interesting. The team is in flux. The ownership is in flux right now. So I don't know if he'd want to go there. Yeah. No trade clause. But I mean, I, I think it's interesting. The I mean, if you win eight games, you win the NFC South. Derek Carr can win eight games. And especially <laughs> yeah. if Brady goes somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so well, enough about Derek Carr, unless you got anything, Alex. No, no, that's that's plenty of talking about Derek Carr. <laughs> um, so the next guy on the list you had was Kenny Pickett. Yep. Yeah. Oh, we're doing both mine back to back. All right. So Kenny Pickett, uh, quarterback 16 for me currently. So again, he's down in the rankings, but I think I'm probably a little bit higher than most on him being a QB 16. Look, dynasty, you're looking at long term and we always talk, you know, that's what we do here is dynasty. He's got, this is a fact. He is the longest standing contract out of all of these starting quarterbacks. Oh, 
right? He's got four more years, possibly. Three guaranteed plus that that fifth-year option. Now, I know that doesn't necessarily mean he's a starting quarterback for all of those, but from a contractual perspective, he's got that that lock. Uh, Plus, he's got all these weird things that are going on. Bad play calling with Matt Canada. He only had 66 passing attempts in play action. And you say, Brad, why does that matter? Well, let's think about this from a play calling perspective. You've got a guy in Najee Harris who touched the ball over 300 times last year. And then you come in and you only run 66 play action calls. Like what, what the hell are you doing, Matt Canada? What are you, what are you doing? You're not using the guy in the backfield to your advantage. Right. So figure it out. It doesn't look like they're going to move on from Matt Canada. It sounds like um, uh, the ownership team is kind of backing him a little bit and said, hey, look, he had some he had two new quarterbacks, too. uh, And we did see some progression throughout the season. We saw improvements as the season went on. We saw him only throw one interception over the last nine games. Right. You think about Kenny Pickett and most people probably think those two three interception games one was his first his first start, and then another one a couple games after that. But over the last nine games of the season, he only threw one interception. And you take this statistic for as you will, because I know a lot of people kind of talk, you know, there's differing opinions about PFF. But PFF has him as only four turnover-worthy plays throughout that nine-game span as well. Uh, so all of those things, it's just play calling. It's not necessarily Kenny, Kenny Pickett. It's they're getting into the red zone. He's only got like five, it was sub fifty passing attempts in the red zone. Like what? That, what's that about? That's that's pretty bad for a guy who started what twelve games, whatever it was. Uh, so they've they've got to figure out that offense a little bit. And again, Price is kind of the driver here, just like it was with Derek Carr. You could give up David Montgomery and get Kenny Pickett and Gabriel Davis. I think that, and this is super flex. I think that's a smash deal. You could give up Dalton Schultz and Rondale Moore for Kenny Pickett, right? Again, a starting quarterback. Like these are two offers that I think you could feasibly find the Kenny Pickett owner and get them to take, right? And I think they are very, very solid deals. I I can't read the trade chart uh, right now to see if that's kind of in line with where we've got Kenny Pickett, but it's very interesting to me to be able to do that, right? So you got Dalton Schultz and a wide receiver for Kenny Pickett. So I, that's getting pretty close, right? Yeah. Anytime you can do a two for one like that, you're, you are, and you can consolidate long depth. I would yep. do that all day, that type yep. of trade. Any thoughts on uh, Alex? Any thoughts on Kenny Pickett? I, I think he is a reasonable buy low. I don't know that I've seen enough that I <clears throat> think he'll be the starter for his full contract. I just haven't seen it yet. Like, but we, he also really hasn't been asked to do a whole lot. I think that offensive coordinator is not going anywhere and that makes me sad. So I'm also just sad, I guess, because I mean, I want to see, I want to see Pickens just get the ball slung to him, to be honest. Just, I want to see one handed catches all day. That's what I want to see, but maybe not this, maybe 2024. We got Deontay Johnson is on the roster. You got Najee Harris. I mean, you, Pat Farm, you have the pieces. And so, you know, and we'll see if he can, you know, carry them. Obviously, you know, it's a lot for a rookie quarterback to be able to, to prop up two, um, you know, two uh, weapons. And instead of propping up one, he kind of was every other week, it was a different guy. But uh, Pickens look good at the end of the season. And, uh, you know, we'll see if Dante, Dante Johnson can move back. 
Uh, the guys I want to talk about were Der- Daniel Jones. And so I was listening to Dynasty Nerds, and, and they were talking about Daniel Jones and whether it can be in the top 12. And and the Brian Babel effect is just huge. You saw what it did for Daniel Jones. You saw what it did for Josh Allen. Not only did was Josh Allen better, it, it astronomically better whenever he was you know it, with that coaching staff, but he was not as good this year without Dable. Some of those plays, some of the some of the decisions at the end of the season really did, you know, it, it really did hurt. You know, Josh Allen, he was doing some of the things that you saw old Josh Allen mistakes, especially in the playoff game. With Dable, you have Daniel Jones getting a QB1 finish this year with Isaiah Hodgins, Marcus Johnson, or Colin Johnson, or whichever Johnson, and, and Derek Slayton. Richie James, yeah. And Richie James. And uh, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, <laughs> Kenny Galladay got a touchdown. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it's from Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Um, it was it was from Tyrod Taylor. Kenny Kenny Galladay still not caught a touchdown from Dale Jones yet. <laughs> Dale Jones was benched that game. Um, but you you have Wando Robinson coming back next year. There's no doubt the Giants are going to look for a free agency free agency receiver or a rookie receiver or both. This offensive line looks way improved. You have Saquon Barkley, the Giants are expected to bring back. They're expected to bring Daniel Jones back. If Daniel, go, Daniel Jones goes somewhere else and gets paid money to go somewhere else, then you know, obviously that team believes in him. Then he's still going to be up there as far as you know, dynasty quarterback. Even if he gets just franchise tag with the Giants, he's 25 years old. He's a rushing quarterback. And you have all these other guys behind him where there's just a lot of question marks. You got, you're going to take 39 year old Aaron Rodgers over him. You may or may not retire whenever he feels like it. Um, you have Tom Brady's 40, going to be 46 next year. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with a lot of these guys that we already talked about with Tua. I can see taking Tua over Daniel Jones, but I can see this, the argument of taking Daniel Jones over Tua. And so I feel like he is a fringe QB one at this point. And I know that last year at this point, that would have been blasphemous to say I have him at QB 14. And I really thought about putting him in the top 12. I just could not put myself to say I would take Daniel Jones over the top two quarterbacks in this draft class. I wouldn't do that. But he, he's close, and he's right there with Tua, right there with Kirk Cousins for me. And I think there's a good argument to put him inside the top 12 um, in your dynasty startups. You know, doing Alex, I don't know if you do this, but we're, we're going through some mock drafts. And it's, it's always interesting when you see trade charts and you're like, I would never – trade this guy for the 106. And I'm like, I just did a startup yesterday and the 106 went two rounds after this guy. No, really. like, when you do yeah. the startups and you put the picks in there, the value for the picks is kind of zapped. Cause you're like trying to put together a roster and you're, you're drafting guys. And I, like right now I just, I'm looking at the guys available in my draft and I'm like, I'm taking the 212. Why would I, like I got Rondell Moore as like my best option here. Like I'm taking the two twelve. Take the pick. But, yeah, but I have other like others where people are are drafting guys like Isaiah Pacheco, and I'm like one ten was on the board. Like what are you doing? Like, and so like when you do the startups with the picks, it does change how you view some of these things. And I know that some people say don't do that. Well, I mean, 
I'm looking at, I'm seeing the board, and I'm seeing the pick next to the player, and, and it's similar to this chart where it's like, that that is the value. Like I literally had the option of one ten, or you know Daniel Jones, and I and I decided you know at that point I might might have picked Daniel Jones, but I wouldn't have taken Daniel Jones over the one hundred two. Is a valuable bargaining chip when you're looking at off season dynasty trades for sure. And so if you guys do your mock drafts, you can always use kickers as the, just the placeholders. So you don't have to actually use the players. You can use IDP players for it as well, or just put the players in there and see where it is. But it is a very valuable tool. And we've been telling people to use it. Usually on Mondays we do mock drafts and we go through the startups and go through the rookie mock drafts. Um, the next guy I want to talk about is Geno Smith. And I, I think Geno Smith is a, is a guy that you could buy low on. And, and the reason I say that is because there are people that, and, and maybe you guys are included, that don't believe in Gino because of how much we've seen from him and the majority of what we've seen is bad. The Seahawks have two first-round picks. They could use them on one of these quarterbacks. They could take a quarterback early, a Will Levis. They could go with a Hennon Hooker in the late first round or, or Anthony Richardson. They could sit behind Geno Smith for a year, or Geno Smith gets transitioned or franchise tagged. Those guys get picked in the first round, week eight. They're taking over for Geno. That is in the realm of possibilities, and I think that's baked into his cost. I think he has that locker room, and he took them to the playoffs this year with a very bad roster. I mean, this was a roster that was was pretty depleted. I know that they had a lot of rookies that showed up, but this is one of the younger rosters in the league. They had two starting rookie tackles last year. They have good weapons. If Geno Smith is the quarterback for the Seahawks for the next two seasons, I'm getting him at QB 17 or 18 in my drafts. I'm very comfortable with that. And, and I think, you know, looking at the trade chart where I could get Geno late first is tough. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a late, that's a tough one. But if I, if I sent if, if you sent me a 202 and I'm getting Geno Smith back right now and, and I feel like that could be my, my QB2, I'd be okay with that. Does it does it change if you have a reasonable QB3? Like would you be willing like that? I, I'm just like you said, I, I'm scared that they're gonna draft someone and he'll be out at week eight. Yeah. Uh like <clears throat> I have a hard time hard time estimating him being a starter more than one year. I just what do we have? Ten years of him not. Nine years of him not. Like it's. I get it. Yeah. Is your turn back? If, if, let's like say. It. Let's say Jared. Uh, Jared Goss is probably too close. We'll say Mac Jones was my QB three. I, I mean, I'd be okay with doing that because I know that I'm going to start Geno Smith over Mac Jones for those eight weeks. But you have a net. You have a safety net. Yep. Of Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah. It's. You know, would I would I take Geno Smith over, you know, s- some of those rookies? I mean, it, it, it's tough because you really want to look at your roster and say, you know, like you just want to look at the values and not look at competing. But like he was a top 10 quarterback this year. He's going to be in a similar, if not better, situation next year. And you're not – I don't think you're going to have to pay top 12, top 13 quarterback value because of the way the season ended. And that's my argument for Gino. I think you can get him on a value before he signs a contract. Because if he does sign a contract, then the price is going to go right back up. Yeah, and and he's not one of these guys that you saw for 
five weeks and he played really well in that fight. He's not a Brock Purdy style where you saw six really good week, you know, not really good, but solid startable weeks. You saw it the whole season. You saw him lead the league in completion percentage. You saw him produce with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Kenneth Walker is a rookie. They're bringing other rookies in uh, or other weapons in. Maybe they bring in a tight end outside of Noah Fant, Will Disley. Who knows? Uh, but it's I I could see both sides of the coin. This is a this is a tough one for me because to Alex's point, he could be gone halfway through this season, right? So I've got him at, at QB twenty six right now because I just. Until he 26? gets paid, I, until he gets paid, I, it's eight weeks. I can't yeah. put a guy up there who could potentially. Hell, he might not even get eight weeks. Let's say they trade up and get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. He ain't even getting eight weeks. He might be out in four. Who knows when their buy is? Let's say they got an early buy and he's out week six. Like I'm not <laughs> paying a two o two for a guy who could be benched six weeks in the next season and literally be completely worthless after that he is if he gets once he gets benched he's done he's not coming back from that so I just I have to see the contract once that contract is there he'll be bumped up but until then I, I can't take it's too much risk right now yeah and that that's why I have him as a buy low yeah yeah oh yeah you could get him for I think you did actually is it for me that you bought no, him for it was somebody else I paid was two it? thirds for Geno Smith last yeah. year oh yeah and so that was like four or five weeks in because they had the same, you know, pretty much like Geno Smith's gonna he's gonna fall like the wheel's gonna fall off here any second. <laughs> and so he gave me, he's like I gave him two thirds and took it. And uh, yeah, like I said, I I, I can see the argument for that, but um, twenty six for me would just be, it, I had to see the list. There's a lot of guys on there that. Now I do have. Four rookies in the rankings already, and Stroud and Young and Levis and Hooker ahead of him, also. Right, so you pull those guys up, he gets bumped up to twenty-two. I don't know if that helps any, but hey, your rankings. <laughs> so, a- Alex, anything else before we get out of here on Gino or any of these quarterbacks? No, I think I think it's it's all about your risk tolerance and how you like to play. You don't don't trade for all of these guys on the same team. Right. Like, don't don't get too many of these risky. Like what we were talking about is it's good to take some risk because that that's the best opportunity for variance to hit and then gains value like overall. So do some of these. Please don't do them. all. Pick your battles. If you got Russell Wilson, Geno Smith and Mac Jones as your quarterback room. You got some big cojones. Um, all right. Well, hey, Alex, I really appreciate what, what it. Are, well, wait, did Alex give talk about his two guys? Yeah. Outside of the top 12? Oh, he did? Uh, I've had too much bourbon. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. We went back to back with his uh, Kenny Pickett and Mac Jones. No, he had Mac Jones and oh, that's Russ, right. Russell. Yeah, yeah, Russ. All right. I all remember right. now. It came back. Again, I, I, again, you've been very gracious with your time and, and your tools here. I appreciate it. And uh, again, congratulations. First day at, at, at Draft Shark, so they're lucky to have you. Uh, any, any, anything else before we go as far as where we can find your work? Yeah, just I mean anywhere. Just look up Peaks in High School. I'm everywhere. Reddit, Twitter. Uh, I have a website. Oh, and then also find find some tools and some things I'm working on. You'll see some articles from me from Draft Sharks too coming out eventually. It's my first day. <laughs> It'll be a yeah. Minute. 
Cool. Well, as always, good luck this season. Cheers. Me too.